You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. In Chinatown, Precious Few Places for Seniors to Live By Christopher Chung, February 8, 2023 A new report sounds the alarm on the housing crisis for immigrant seniors in and around Vancouver's Chinatown. Many seniors expect to live out the remainder of their lives there in the urban community. But the limited homes that exist are precious and may also be precarious. There are units in deteriorating, century-old buildings with steep staircases, poor ventilation and a lack of formal support for senior care. Buildings may be sold, displacing their residents. Culturally focused care facilities are in high demand with long wait lists. And the seniors' population is only expected to grow, according to census data, the population of people over age 55 in the area is on track to double in the next 20 years. And there are not enough homes to house them. The report, authored by Louisa May Koo with data analysis by Karmatme is the result of research funded by the City of Vancouver and the Chinatown Society Heritage Buildings Association. It surfaces long sought-after data to capture the scale of what it's like for a senior to find a home in Chinatown, from the scarcity of units to the ever-lengthening housing waitlists. It's not just supply that's lacking, it's suitable supply and then it's culturally suitable supply, said Ku a PhD candidate and public scholar at the University of British Columbia's Urban Planning School. This is a demographic that easily falls through the cracks, she says. The majority of units in the area do not have senior care services. Many seniors are monolingual in Chinese dialects, with little to no ability to communicate in English. The Yarrow Intergenerational Society for Justice, which works with Chinatown seniors, adds that there is a significant number of seniors who have incomes less than $15,000 a year. Some are undocumented or haven't yet been citizens for 10 years, so they don't qualify for the old-age security pension. They may not have family nearby or have working-class families unable to provide financial support. These multiplying marginalities of race, age, and class pushes them further down the line in terms of visibility when it comes to policy solutions, says Ku. Surveying the small supply Ku says the report's data was possible thanks to consolidating data from BC Housing, the City of Vancouver, and various Chinatown societies. These partners, along with others that included Vancouver Coastal Health, the Provincial Seniors Advocate and the Social Service Agency SUCCSS lent input to the study. The data revealed that there are 12,788 units of affordable housing in and around Chinatown and the nearby downtown east side. The affordable housing in the study area consists of single-room occupancy units in old buildings and non-market units. Most Chinese seniors live in Chinatown proper and the adjacent neighborhood of Strathcona, with a small population in the downtown east side. Of those total homes, 5,269 units are designated for seniors, with a minimum age requirement typically set at 55 years. Of those senior homes, 
1,577 units are in buildings with some Chinese community affiliation, ranging from the neighborhood's Chinese benevolent societies to Chinese care homes. Of those senior homes with Chinese affiliation, only 504 units offer services for seniors. This includes facilities for independent living with limited service, supportive housing, assisted living, and long-term care. The ones that offer more care include services like therapists, nutritionists, social workers, nursing teams, cultural programming and Chinese meal plans, all of which can be transformative for a senior's well-being. Who holds the housing? Chinese benevolent societies have played a founding presence in Vancouver's Chinatown, and their advocacy for the rights of Chinese citizens dates back to their vocal fight against the head tax and later, the Restrictive Immigration Act. Today, their focus is less on settlement and more on cultural and social programming for their aging members. Having hung on to their real estate in the neighborhood, they still have a total of about 800 units of housing. Only 390 of them are designated for seniors. Despite the Benevolent Society's deep historical connections in Chinatown, the housing they provide is not well designed for seniors to live out the rest of their lives. The historic units were originally built for young bachelors to temporarily stay while navigating a new country. There is a lack of information available about the accessibility of the housing, says Ku. While some of the buildings have elevators, they may not be wheelchair accessible. Many of these buildings are over 100 years old and would be considered rundown, according to the study. That being said, benevolent society housing boasts incredibly affordable rents, ranging from $80 to $420 a month. These spaces are generally not advertised publicly, but vacancies are communicated by word of mouth. The Chinatown Benevolent Society members have strong social ties, based on family clans and kinship from coming out of the same region in China. So collection of rents is never an issue, the report found. Spaces and formal facilities that offer services have long waitlists. Depending on which facility, average waits range from one month to one year for assisted living and two months to two years for long-term care. It's already so little, said Ku, who stresses the need to protect the existing stock from being sold or converted into some other purpose than Chinese seniors' housing. One of the triggers of the report was last year's initial sale of Vancouver Grace Seniors' home in the neighborhood. The announcement left families in fear about the chaotic and impending displacement, until the province stepped in to acquire the building. The facility had 70 units of assisted living for Chinese seniors. Losing them would have meant losing 14% of the area's senior homes with Chinese affiliation and services, demonstrating that the loss of any one building would be a significant blow to the limited stock available. A problem made invisible. This report is long overdue, says Beverly Ho, operations manager at the Euro Society. While the data isn't surprising, Ho says having an official source to point to is important because the voices of Chinese seniors aren't really validated unless there's some kind of academic study. Ho has seen a lack of understanding about what Chinese seniors go through firsthand. In the low-income neighborhood's food lineups on the street, Chinese seniors have been pushed, yelled at and spat at, 
all of which increased during the pandemic. She says anti-Asian xenophobia on mainstream media contributes to a false impression that the seniors are rich and not actually in need. When they cover topics about Chinese people, it's usually about real estate or wealthy Chinese, she said. Yarrow runs a culturally focused grocery program for seniors, crucial in a neighborhood whose food resources mostly aren't attuned to their needs. Ho says Chinese seniors have given her cheese and Western sausages they've received. Despite the challenges, Chinatown still remains a draw for Chinese seniors as a place to live the rest of their lives. It's a rare place where there are organic cultural and community supports. Shops and services are in walking distance and people can conduct business in their home language. Plus, there are community hubs to do activities and meet other Chinese seniors. A lot of seniors grew up in war and famine or really oppressive regimes, said Ho. They're definitely resourceful and rely on each other. In times of crisis, seniors will reach out to people in the community from caretakers, friends, to service organizations. But there's another side to this, those organic ties can work so smoothly that they hide the formal systemic supports that seniors require but aren't being provided. A campus of care The huge challenge of inadequate, limited housing and culturally focused senior care in Chinatown will require partnerships between governments and other agencies, says Ku. The report offers three recommendations. First, to protect and improve the limited stock of housing that currently exists. Second, to develop new seniors' housing with culturally focused care services. Right now, seniors have to navigate a fragmented array of services. A one-stop shop would help, says Ku, and it has to be attuned to seniors' linguistic and cultural needs. Third, to envision the neighborhood as a campus of care. While the term includes the presence of medical facilities and housing for different life stages and arrangements, it also refers to the neighborhood itself as a senior-friendly environment and building on many of the elements that are already part of the neighborhood's draw, intergenerational activity, recreational activity, and commercial activity. There have been decades of conversations about revitalizing Vancouver's Chinatown and Ku stresses that senior care plays a significant part. Many Chinatowns around the world have had their residents displaced by gentrification, becoming what she wrote in the report as a postcard pretty shell of a tourist attraction. While Vancouver's Chinatown has had its share of gentrification, it still has a significant live-in community of seniors. Investing in seniors' living environment actually alleviates healthcare costs and healthcare consumption, said Ku. We need to see the urban and health as correlated, how the living environment has significant impacts on health, emotional, physical and mental well-being. You can't see it as zero-sum. Thanks for stopping by the Taiyi today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to the Taiyi.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, Big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.